bright today. Hey, Natir, how you doing? I'm all right. What you doing, leaving work? Leaving work. <laughs> how was your day there? Uh, it was all right. Okay. Uh, what you, uh, you had, uh, you got anything on your mind, a burden that you want to talk about tonight? Yeah, I did some, well, not really. I, I did some driving for dollars uh, this week. Well, yeah, last weekend. Driving dollars, how'd they go for you? Uh, I found a couple properties. I need to, uh, Get some phone numbers for them. All right. You going to try the uh, freeways? Shoot. I, I want to try your way, whatever you're doing. You know, I don't really do that. I really don't call. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I really don't do driving for dollars like that. That's a Joe thing. And it works well because right. every time you're on the phone, you do it. But he got all the apps on his phone to kind of find the names and numbers and quicker and faster with his uh, apps. Yeah. Right. I, I normally go, you know, I told you, I normally like um, Craigslist for sale by owners. I like Section 8, Social Serve, people that give you their phone number and their name right off the back and they expect you to call. Right. Yeah, that cold call and, uh, you know, just, it's okay. I ain't nothing wrong with it, but it's just something that I don't like. If you got people out here that's willing to pick up the phone for sure, because they want somebody to rent their property or buy their property. It's better than calling somebody that like, why the heck are you calling me and what you want? <laughs> okay, then. Yeah, but I mean, ain't nothing wrong with it. It's just, you know, Joe take more on, Joe make more money off of each deal because he take more of a risk. I take the simple and easier way, and I just like to take pennies on a dollar instead of taking a dollar out of, uh, you know what I'm saying, out of a dollar. A dollar for dollar, he get a dollar for dollar. I get, I get a couple of pennies out of that dollar. That's the difference in the uh, investment strategy. <laughs> but that's a safe better. You know, if I go to the boat, uh, gamble, uh, I'm only taking a uh, certain amount of money. And once I make that money, I'm putting that money back in this pocket. And then I'm only playing with the house money. And once I lose that money, I'm done. So I'm one of them safe people. You got some people, they can lose what they came with, go to the, go keep on withdrawing more out there because they hit big and then they hit real big and make a, you know, say a good lick. They happy with it. I'm good with just, Hey, I made fifty dollars. I'm like, that's that's gas. <laughs> yeah, the boat ain't designed for you to win, really. If you think about it. Absolutely, absolutely. But what is what is designed for you to win? You know what I'm saying? Only you and your strategy. Because everything have to get your money. Everything have to get something from you. They don't want to. You know, nobody try to give no anybody anything. And most folks got their hands out trying to take. So. You just gotta come with a strategy when you go when you're dealing with certain things, right? Okay, then. <laughs> it's just perspective. It, it ain't no fact. It's just my perspective. Let me see. I'm trying to figure out. SL, how you doing, brother? You know they're doing home working on the car. I know how he doing. Um. All right, Terry. So driving for dollars, and um, that is that's going okay. You are picking up some address. You're picking up some houses. And what exactly are you looking for when you drive for dollars? I'm just looking for something that's vacant. 
Some of the vacant. Okay. Um, it's to be vacant. Uh, I guess when I can, if I can look clear through the uh, the property, the, the window as I'm driving by, mm-hmm. that's probably vacant. If it's a lot of growed up uh, trees, grass, whatever, more than likely nobody's deaf if they can't hardly walk through the yard. Okay. Now, uh, are these houses you're looking at um, in nice neighborhoods or regular neighborhoods? I just went around the neighborhood I'm in. I just drove around my neighborhood, 71108. Okay. <laughs> no, but I do understand what you're going through. <laughs> All right, brother. I got you. I hear, I'm tracking. Uh, well, um, definitely, definitely um, I would say that it's worth, it's worth calling cold calls in nicer neighborhoods to come across those deals because you're going to get more bang for your book running by uh, talking to those people. Um, you know, I'm sorry to say this, and I mean, hopefully nobody take this the wrong way on YouTube or anywhere else, but, um, you know, communities and neighborhoods um, sometimes have a certain mindset, right? You go into um, a very wealthy neighborhood, they have a certain persona and they talk to people certain ways and they can, I can't get into Zoom. Why you can't get into Zoom? Um, and, and they have ways of doing things, right? Right. When you go into a middle-class neighborhood, um, it's, it's a little different, right? They, they, they like, hey, you got working class people. You may have, um, the kids may stay in the house. Well, oh, yeah, in the weather neighborhood, kids stay in the house a lot, right? Or they in the backyard in the pool, the tape, you know, pool or whatever, having fun in the backyard, but they don't come outside the front. You go in the middle class, you may have parents working all the time and never see the, you see the kids outside having fun and everything a little bit, but, you know, certain times of day, right? And then when you go in the lower neighborhoods, then you have kids playing all day long and you never hardly see the parents. If you see parents, they outside drinking and hanging out too. So what I'm getting at is if you're driving in, in, in the lower neighborhood and you do find a person, the conversation you may have with the people after you talk to them may not be as productive as talking to somebody in the middle class or upper neighborhood because those people care about, I mean, most likely they're working class, they got a pretty good job and whatever they're going through for their house to be vacant, they made them bought another house and that house right there is a drain on them or they may be going through a job loss and they want to save their credit and they don't mind selling it to you or doing it fast and quickly. Um, and it may not be tied up with so many different individuals because, you know, it's, it's a difference in the mindset of when I live in, um, most of the time when you live in a lower class, it used to be a family house that a lot of people stay in. <laughs> and now that house tied up with a whole bunch of names. Middle class, maybe so. Upper class is usually tied up with only that one person, that family. So uh, if I was to do the driving for dollars, seriously, I would drive in the middle to upper class neighborhoods to do that drive for dollars to get someone that I definitely know most likely own the house. Definitely ain't got to fight with cousins and uncles and everybody name on the house. Probably most likely I'm disassumption. This is my paradigm. This is my perception. Um, and oh Lord. <laughs> I don't know how to send a link right now. I'm gonna call and um and care about their credit and know that they 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 in the pain point for real. 
it didn't make it any sense. Do that make it like that? I mean, I ain't trying to say that it's a, I ain't trying to stereotype. I ain't trying to say one or other in a, in a direct way, but you can, do you get what I'm coming from? What I'm trying to say? Terry? <laughs> SL said, yes, sir. What you got, Terry? Yeah, I get where you're coming from. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I would say. If you drive for Dollar Man, yeah, I go to I go to the upper, middle to upper. Uh Joe, Joe, what you think about that? What, what, what's your take on that? Uh oh. Joe over there, Joe over there working too. He and Shreveport working hard. I'm trying to see how I get on. Uh, somebody else just texted me saying they need the Zoom link. Okay, Joe quiet. Y'all quiet. All right, what else you got, man? So th that's what I would say about driving dollars. Um, bacon homes could be good. Grass grown up is good. Um, are, you, are you going up, walking on a door? I mean, what, what you doing? How you doing that part? What you asking, Joe, or what you asking me? You, you, you. When you see the vacant house and everything, you want to make sure you look through the window and see that you can see through it, right? Uh, right, right, right. I mean, it was just me just driving by. I didn't actually walk up to it. Okay. I got up in the driveway. I mean, I drove in the driveway. Do you see the neighbors outside? No. No okay. neighbors outside. So I would say if you had some business cards, um, another thing you can do is just take your business card uh, to the neighbors next door and uh, let them know that, hey, look, I'm interested in talking to the owners of this house. If you have a time, do you have a number? Um, if you do, then, hey, you might give them to me or call them and tell them that uh, I would like to talk to them. That's another way. Um, if the house is look like it, maybe somebody live there, you can leave a card or a flyer or your phone number uh, sticking in the door. Um, and that way somebody come and open the door, it falls in their hand. Uh, that's another way to do it if you don't want to spend money. But um, I think you got whitepages.com, peoplefinders.com. You got a couple of search things out there for free, but like I said, that means you'll be digging through a lot of phone numbers and names. And I don't, I don't, I'm lazy. I don't want to do all that. Um, <laughs> that's just me. So I just, like I said, I go with the Section 8 Social Serve um, for sale by on on Craigslist. That way you got the person name, you got the phone number, you know what, you know that person own the property and they are the ones that are trying to sell it or they the one trying to rent it out. Then once you call them, you got somebody. It's not a, it's not, it's like a warm lead than a cold lead. Now the conversation you held that person Maybe a cold conversation because you're calling to acquire the property other than to rent the property. But if it's for sale by owner, it's a warm lead because the person already telling you that they want to sell a property. They already got it listed. They took out the time to send you whatever they send you for you to get that information. So it's a little bit easier and smoother transaction. Okay. Yeah. Um, so have, you still ain't on social media, right? No. Uh, well, like I said, that's the other way I, I usually do it. Um, if if you were to use Facebook or something, you have social uh, a lot of 
meetup groups or a lot of Facebook RIA groups. You have a lot of investor groups. You have a lot of, um, I mean, you just can, once you get on there, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, whichever one, just search uh, real estate groups or real estate investing or whatever you, and then you join those groups and then you kind of hear what they got going on. And if you have a deal, when you do come across a deal, then you can you can kind of put it out there and say, hey, y'all, anybody interested in this deal once you get on a contract? Uh, the other way is to look at their prop, their deals that they got out there. You may be interested in buying one of their deals if it makes sense. So that's another way to uh, kind of get your uh, portfolio built a little quicker. And then if you do get something under uh, contract, you can co-wholesale it with them on the real groups and the real groups. So that's another way of um, getting your, your information out there. Let's see. I really just was ready for whatever y'all had that did, you know, anything right now tonight. I know I'm recording and everything. I really didn't have nothing planned just to teach off the top of my head. Um, I know I got plenty of stuff in my phone that I can just probably look through right quick. Take control of your future. Huh? Wow, I think that's nice. I just scrolled down to take control of your future. Look at the present. Think about the future. Set goals. Make moves towards the goals and achieve goals and reset. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. It is impossible to fail or succeed. Oh, is it impossible to fail or to succeed? Which one is impossible? Is it impossible to succeed or is it impossible to fail? Nice. These notes in my phone, I got this galaxy note and sometimes I just be thinking of some thoughts and just put it in there. Practice and get paid, you know what I'm saying? Hey, if you're just having a conversation with somebody, if you practice talking to people, about real estate and they they interested you can get paid that's what i think i would have said that do both then do you right <laughs> so that means work a job i think i'm talking about working a job and working on your 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 dream your expectation what you want work on your your craft that you try to do for yourself and then you know you can do you later on if you just do one job then you're just doing what you gotta do but if you start doing that job and doing what you want to do on your own and practice and stuff like on making little small steps every day, then later on you'll be able to do you full time and the job be gone because you doing what you want to do. You got great at it. Uh, so you got to start taking action to get that way. And you got to start moving forward. So you, you drive, you've been driving for dollars uh, since we talked to you. So now it's just time for you to brother to go ahead and, uh, and make that connection with someone and have the conversation and um, practice on them. Just talk to them. I mean, the worst they can say is no, or the worst they can say, I'm not interested the best thing they can do is talk to you and listen to you and hear you out. And if they hear you out and listen to you, then guess what you got now? You got opportunity to make money while you was practicing. Or acquire your first rental property. It's going to be scary no matter what. I mean, how many, how many vehicles you have personally? One. You got one? Was you uh, when you first bought that vehicle? The first vehicle you ever bought? Was you nervous or scared? Uh, no. You were my first vehicles. I I paid cash for my first vehicles. You weren't nervous about it after you paid for when you come up with the money to pay for it. Like, oh man, I hope the car don't break down. I hope the car don't do this if I'm paying cash. Or hey, you know, I, I'm I, should I use all my money to put on this, or should I use it with other things, or 
man, what if I get the thing that's a limit? I don't know how, I don't know the situation. I'm just saying the, the thought process that go through your head when you first do spending some money or, or making an investment. No, my so I bought it and restored it. Oh, okay. That was an investment for you, right? No, you restored it. You, you just bought it and restored it? You didn't sell it? Yeah, I bought it, restored it, and yeah, yeah, I did. Well, I, <laughs> I had my fun in it, and then I sold it. Okay, but you still, you made more, did you make more money than you put into it? Mm -mm. You didn't? You just broke even? Yeah, well, no, not, not, not really. Uh, it had been setting up for a while. After I had uh, re restored it, uh -huh. I really just, I pretty much just gave it away because I had, uh, I bought a couple more after I restored that one. So okay. I really wasn't driving it no more. Okay, okay. And uh, see, SLT, he was anxious and excited at the same time. And I know that every time I bought a vehicle, I mean, my first one was a 2006 uh, Chevy Silverado. I was straight out of college. Um, and I was working my first job as a teacher and, and I had the money to do it. But when they started saying 300, it was like 340 a month. And your down payment uh, was like $3,000. I was like, man, I really want this truck. I want this photo truck. I just graduated from college. Oh man, uh, do I really want this note? I got I got child support. I got other bills. You know what I'm saying? I got all these, I got a house, a mortgage, child support. Okay, really? Should I spend this money on this? And I know that this car is what I really want. And I know this car, this truck, or what have you, is 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 very important to me. And it's gonna be a secure driving, you know, secure what transportation to work and everything else, right? So I was scared, even though I had the money. I had the money saved up for a good down payment. I had money for the pay the bill, the monthly bill. If something happened, I had a little stash, but I was still scared. So I mean, it's kind of like with this real estate thing. Hey, you have, you're prepared. You have a information. You have more information than the most people that's out there. People buy a house at least one time, maybe, if they ever buy one. Most people don't buy more than three houses. So the experience they got is only for the buying and selling. So the, being on this call for the, as long as you've been on this call for six months or what have you, I promise you, you have enough knowledge to talk to those people that only bought one house or maybe inherit a house and never bought a house and just inherited it and be able to educate them more than you educate than they are. So I just want to, I'm trying to say this to encourage you, stop driving for dollars only. Let's go and take some action and try and get them on the phone and talk to them. Um, and anybody that you reached out on uh, on any kind of Craigslist, social serve, um, section eight. I mean, hey, it's just practice. Right. Just have a conversation. Even even investors, I promise you, most of the investors I talk to, they've been doing this longer than me, told me they got one strategy and they use the same strategy over and over again. They have not changed their strategy. They said, hey, my, my, my mentor, my college professor, he's my ROTC instructor. He was buying houses there since I've been in college. And he's still buying, he was, now he's getting out of the business. But he told me he used one scratch. He bought a house with his credit card. He refinanced it within that same month. And then he got paid, he paid the credit card bill off. And that's how he got all his houses. And he got up to like 25, I want to say. Same scratch. He said he didn't do nothing else. He showed me his little portfolio. He had a little binder like this, the binder like that with a whole bunch of um, 
you know, the uh, the dividers in there and the different, yeah, the dividers and the plastic gun container stuff, what what have you, the little envelopes. And he just showed me how he put the deed, the, the bills and everything in each one of them. And he just flipped it over. And he was old school. He was still going through writing down checks and stuff when he paid the bills and writing down stuff. He wasn't putting nothing on the computer. All my stuff on computers. And I just saved the Google Google uh, uh, Drive and stuff so I can get to it quicker. Or I saved it to OneDrive. So I, all I'm telling you is, brother, you got enough knowledge to talk to anybody right now about some real estate and talk intelligently enough to get a deal under contract. We definitely need you to go ahead and uh, believe in you and make that call and, and start talking to some right talking to them people you drive for dollars. Miss Sharon, I see you on the call. How you been doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Have you uh how's the school year going for you? <laughs> happy, happy, joy, joy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't miss those days at all, but I do appreciate you what you do. I do, I do miss the kids. I ain't gonna lie, I do miss kids. I do miss waking up in the morning, just making a difference in somebody life that matters. I can um, send them to you. Which one would you like? None, none, none. <laughs> I'm good on that. I come by there. Look, tell me when y'all need some volunteer help. No, I come by there and volunteer or something. How about that? No problem. They won't let anybody in the building, but that's okay. Good thought, though. Yeah, Still, see, look, I tried. At least I tried. Yeah, I know, I know. But I'll, you'll be the first on my list, though. Hey. <laughs> you remember that one time I came sit in the room with you? The kids enjoyed it. Just seeing somebody <laughs> over there, a daddy over there. I know. They love that. They absolutely love that. They really do. Look, I started dance on duty before Shreveport did. <laughs> nah, those guys doing a good job with the dance on duty, so I'm, I'm proud of them. Look, yeah, um, I thought that was cool. Yeah, yeah they need more of those. Yeah, that's that's the uh, so out of those guys, one of those guys, my Sunday brothers, and and one of the people that I'm close to, like my little brother, uh, Mr. K, K, Kenny Wayne, he like my little brother. Mm -hmm. and okay. And uh, me and Zach, the president of the organization, me and him went to uh, elementary school together. Oh, nice. Cool beans. I think that was awesome, man. That went viral. That was awesome. And I hope a lot more guys pick up on that, especially some of the frats or even oh, church yeah. groups, you know, or military know groups. Yeah. It, well, I mean, they, they, they definitely are going national wide. They, they making the bylaws for nat uh, nationwide and uh, to try and do an um, actual national for, uh, organization for it. So I know mm -hmm. they, they, they're working on the paperwork. They're working on everything. It will happen. And um, they got the bylaws already created. They're working with lawyers and stuff to make sure that stuff is dressed right, dressed. And um, yeah, I think they're gonna try and move it forward with helping other states out to kind of implement it in a real uh, organized manner. Absolutely, that's what they need, absolutely. Before the businesses try to take over. Cause I believe absolutely. we're gonna go down to business takeover. That's what they're trying to go. So they're making it add a little bit extra pressure on everybody else. So they say, hey, you know, it's failing. So now we need business to take over and it becomes a new business. I'm like, wow. Yeah. yeah. You know but the kids do. need people. They, they need people. Yep. Absolutely. So anyway, you thank you for what you do. Huh? I appreciate it. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Have you, uh, what you been doing with real estate all this in? You just been working hard and that's it? Just working hard. That's all. Not that I'm just absorbing. I'm just not there yet. So I'm just being honest. So I'm just I'm just listening to what I need to do and listening to where I need to go. Yes, being chicken, that would be the main thing. Yes, I think I can go and talk to anybody, but I really don't have the words just yet. So I haven't been on as long. So, but that's okay. I'll keep working on it. Well, I have good. nobody. I have no problem talking to anybody. It'd be a, I'm talking to a flea, but uh, they won't buy the property. <laughs> 
Well, look, like I said, I, 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 I swear by this, you know, uh, Craigslist is the first place to start it, I would say, for sale by owners. I mean, it don't hurt ever to just call and ask questions and say, hey, look, uh, you know, how much you really want to sell this for? I don't care if you ask that four, four times in a row after they say something, you'll change the something and say, hey, is that your bottom line, lowest price? I mean, guess what? You may don't want to buy a property. You may do want to buy a property. Maybe if they say the price is right, the number right, and they come down from 100, you know, up here, a house called 300, mm -hmm. 400,000, they come down and say, you know what? Today you're lucky that I said it to you, $200,000, and, you know, the house worth 450000 all day but, long you'd be like hey hey you'd be calling me and texting me like you did for the, the link hey but hey, you haven't hey, but you haven't seen the house though would you even even offer that if you haven't even seen the house um yeah yeah you can do a verbal a verbal ain't gonna kill nobody that's a verbal okay yeah but you want to offer it i'm just saying if you're talking to them and they telling you that hey because first what i do i kind of know the re i kind of look at the zip code i want to invest in Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. So if you already know the zip code where you want to invest in, you know how much the house is probably selling for in that area. Mm -hmm. So if a person saying that they want to offer the, they, the house in those areas are worth five hundred thousand, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden you're calling Craigslist zip code that have address that that address, and you talking right. to a person, and all of a sudden they say, "Hey, all I want is three hundred thousand. You already know you got two hundred thousand dollars spread in that community. Okay. Now, okay. if you say, well, is that the lowest you can go? Is that the drop dead lowest you can go? And um, after you talk to them for a little while and be a rapport, and they say, you know what, I'll take 150. I'll take 175 if you come right now with it uh, within the next 15 days. Oh, okay, then that's when you start calling all these other folks and say, hey, look, I, hey, 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 you interested in going in on a deal with me? You interested in parting me on a deal or blah, blah, blah. We can work out the details. I just need to know if you're interested in blah, blah, blah. Or you call mm -hmm. them when you text me and say, hey, look, what to do? I got a great deal. Here's the address, what to do. And then I walk you through. Okay. That's how you when do that you, type of stuff. Okay, well I, asked, well, I asked about the property because I remember once upon a time, 100 years ago, um, I did try to um, check out a property and the property it sounded really wonderful. And then I did was able, I was able to get online and I saw a picture of it. It was a brick front. The property had blown out in the back. It was nothing behind it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? It was like yeah. the front, the great. And I got in my car to win. I said, it must be imagination. It must be a trick of the camera. And I drove over. It was in Maryland. I drove over there. I said, there was nothing back behind the house. So they had a gas explosion. But just something like, really, guys? Wow. So you got that. I was just wondering. Yeah. I mean, you won't sign no contract with nobody. But you can okay. do a verbal, a verbal agreement. That, hey, you know what? If, that, if, if everything that you say is true, yeah, that, that, that don't sound like a problem at all. When, you, when can we meet at the property to look at it? When can I do this? And then while you do that, once you got the phone, that's when you start calling the tax assessor off. And that's when you start researching your comps to make sure your comps are good. That's when you start doing all your little homework to make sure that everything lines up and it is a great deal that you're buying on the market. And then that's when you do it. I bought a house site unseen. I bought, um, I bought a house with a lot, a lot beside it, two, two, two lots side by side. And a house mm -hmm. had a hole in the roof and a hole in the floor. And I bought it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because the the deal, the how much I paid for it and how much it's worth, it had enough enough stretch that I can use the land to borrow against for collateral. Okay. So I mean I bought a house sight unseen. The dudes and the guy was like, hey man, I really want to get rid of this. I really need to pay these bills off. My mom got sick, she passed, and I just want to get rid of her bills. And they I put put them on my credit cards. Okay, how much? Okay, boom. I did my comps. Okay, the, the land is worth, uh, one land is worth, I want to say 25, and the other piece of land is worth like 18,000. And then you're selling it to me for 5,000. 
Okay, that wow. makes perfectly okay. good sense. $5,000 for right at $40,000? Yeah. Okay. Oh, cool. Okay, got it. Got it. <laughs> mm -hmm. So listen, Latinos, how much, how, a gish, a gish, a gish. Wow. About how much should you kind of have in an account ready to go somewhere to do something with? So Which is, is a, good for so it, it depends on what you're trying to do. Again, with wholesaling, uh, you really don't have to have much money in the account at all. All thing you need to do is kind of have a little money for a deposit if you had to put a deposit on the house. And I, I done put a $10 deposit down on at least three houses. Get out of here. Really? Uh, yes. Wow. I don't seen people do a dollar. Exchange some kind of currency. And it went through? And it went through okay? Yeah, because it, it's really okay. just an agreement between you and that person. Again, if a person really want to sell their property, they don't care about that. That's just a transaction that you did to say that you still did by a transaction or something. But at the end of the day, um, I would say that to be frank, you know, if you want to do the research and background, I mean, like, you know, pay for the apps or pay for some some way to search the people and stuff. Okay, that, mm -hmm. that's a couple of dollars, $50. Um, then when you look at, you may want to buy some business cards and stuff like that. So that, like I said, um, oh, you, you didn't get on, but you may want to put business cards on vacant houses or the next door neighbors knock on their door, they outside. Hey, here's my business card. If you know this person, can you have them call me or do you have a number? Can you call them for me right quick? You know, boom. Um, but the most money you probably would need is just for a deposit. That's about it. And a deposit up here, now it may be a little bit higher up here in the, you know, mm -hmm. the Virginia the East Area. So maybe like a thousand dollars or two thousand dollars to be taken serious. But if you put a um, contingency in there, okay. pending on agreement with partner in your contract, okay. that's a way out. OK, that's a contingency that gets you a way out. And then you never give the money to the seller. You get the money to the title company or the closing agent, the, the, the lawyer. Even that deposit. Yeah, the deposit go to them. They don't go to the person. They go to them and they hold it until the transaction is finished. Okay. And that's to a closing agent? What do you say? The closing agent or the closing attorney, whichever one you use. Sometimes okay. people use an attorney to close on the house. I didn't use that in Mississippi and a couple other places. Uh, in Louisiana and Mississippi. And then up here, I use a closing uh, title company where you have a you know, title company. They do all the work. Yeah, escrow. It go in escrow. Yep. Thank you, SL. Okay. okay. Yep. So they so hold they that money to the transaction so Huh? So if they mess up and they say, okay, so if, even if you have a thousand deposit and you agreed on it and then they go sell with somebody else, do they so do that? They can, I mean, if they do that, if you didn't put a, if they didn't sign a contract with you, if you can prove it and argue with them and go back and forth, but yeah, who worked all that time? If somebody mm -hmm. messed over you, hey, shame on them, let them go and go, but you get your money back from the title company because they show it sold through somebody else and they got the money through somebody else. But most time people don't do that if they really want to sell a house and they really try to get rid of it and they okay. they you build a relationship with them where they got a rapport with you and they trust you, then they usually don't go behind your back and do that. Usually. Now I ain't saying that okay. they don't, but they usually don't. Yeah. Okay. But that's how the rapport you build with somebody. You know, that's how you when you're talking like right now, me and you do business together, you'll know that, hey, you know what? I, I, I have a report this person I can trust them for they were. I don't see them doing that to you. Now, if you're working with somebody shysty like that, you'll know that and you'll know mm -hmm. that they have your guards so they're like, okay, this may be a shysty deal. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. That sounds good so far. Okay. Yeah, but it you sounds much better because I was thinking, okay, how many thousands is it going to be? Okay, one or two is not bad, but just I know with 10 or 20, I'm like, okay, may not be happening. <laughs> no, okay. no, no. That's why you have friends like myself, Joe, SL, and uh, Terry on here that if you come across a hell of a deal 
and you need um, some money, somebody partner with you on there, then hey, then that's when you get somebody else money involved um, to help you out to get them started. And then you just work an agreement out with whoever you partner with that, hey, look, uh, I'm gonna pay you back over this amount of time for this. You also got ways to talk to the seller. If the seller is really interested and they really like you, like know mm -hmm. and trust you in some kind of way or another, they may do a seller finance where they sell you the house with nothing down and then you start paying them each month. Or better yet, subject to, they have a loan on a house, they have another house in another community and they just want to get the loan to get paid. And if you can talk it right and, and speak it right, then guess what? They maybe give you the house subject to the existing loan where you just start paying the bill and you set it up, automatic payment. I did it before. I set up automatic payments to the person account from my checking account. They kept access to their account and seen they got paid every month on time without a problem. And once they mm -hmm. seen like the first three months, they never even checked no more. They ain't worried about no more. They knew they was automatic going. Mm -hmm. And I hit the house and I rent the house out and I make a month. Okay. So, so it's, it's for your creative for ways doing of doing it where you don't have to worry about coming with your own money. Okay. So why would they do that? They don't want the house no more. This young lady right here, she hit the house for like about five or six years. She's a beautician. She was uh, anticipating moving with her boyfriend to Atlanta. And mm -hmm. basically she was like, uh, I'm over it. I'm a single woman with a three bedroom, one bath house. Uh, I'm, I'm good. She went and got her apartment and was staying in the apartment and she headed up for sale and the real estate agent could not sell a house for the price she was asking for for so many months. And I asked her, hey, when is your contract up with the real estate agent? And she said, next month it'll be up. I said, "In, well, hey, next month when it's up, let me know and I'll come get the house from you and take over. And I'll start paying your note that same month. So basically... I gave her $10. I did give her $10 because she was my classmate from uh, high school. Gave her $10 in a check. I wrote a check out for her so it could have check in the address of the house and this is the deposit for this house. I wrote the mm -hmm. contract up. She signed it on the spot. I just gave her a little $10 check. And then hey, I went to the title company. Title company did all the paperwork. Nope, nope. I didn't even do the title work. I didn't have to do no title work right then. I just basically started, took over the notes. Um, I asked for the agreement to get on a bank with her. I mean, the bank signed a document saying that I got access to her account and she approved me to have access to her account. I set up the automatic bill payment. She got paid every month, uh, straight to the bank. The bank got paid every month. And the okay, mortgage so, company. Mm -hmm. So when you so what what part is that getting from her? She wanted to give her to the house. So what did she get from that? Nothing. She got she didn't want the house. Anything. She got rid of the house. She got her ten dollars oh. for a meal. Oh, she just oh, really? wow! She got the whole house for that. Yeah, she didn't want the house no more. She just didn't want it, no matter yeah. what. Oh my gosh, she wasn't thinking, was she? Anyway, no, she okay. Was. You got people out there that's tired. They don't want to do it because when you have a house, you have maintenance problems, you have air conditioning problems, you have yard to keep up, you have all these extra headaches. I'm taking that headache away, and nobody can sell it for that price. And the house had a loan on it, and she could not find nobody to pay that much for the loan. And so, so then you go out and get somebody to rent it to. Huh? So you so you go about you go out and get that get somebody else to rent it to at that yes. price. You couldn't. Well, she didn't want to be a landlord. She didn't want oh, to. She didn't want to be a landlord. Oh, okay. No. Okay. She did. She wanted out. So check this out. Even if she'd have went down on a price for the house, she's gonna be out of money. She's gonna have to pay the real estate agent for selling the house. Mm -hmm. Yes. She's gonna pay her portion of the closing costs. Okay. But she would have lost money if she would have sold her house to a real estate agent. 
Okay. So she broke even and got $10 out of it. <laughs> <laughs> she, she got rid of the money. headache and maintained her credit. So she and maintained her credit. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't have to worry about no toilets. Don't have to worry about no lights. Don't have to worry about no roof. Don't have to worry about no grass. and got to worry about nothing no more. And I, ever since I hit that house, I've been having air condition problems. <laughs> 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 but I mean, it's worth it because I mean, I ran it out for twice as much as the, the note. Okay. So, so then you have to adver- so now hmm? you have to advertise. You have to do what you're taking her problems by advertising somebody to get in there or people want to go there. Absolutely. That's it. It's too easy. And I ain't gotta I ain't gotta pay for the advertising. I just put it on Facebook. Oh, okay. That's free. Go to marketplace on Facebook. Um put a videotape the house, take a picture of the house, say, hey, house for rent, uh, for this price. Um, here's the address. You can more than welcome to go look at the windows or through the windows of the yard or whatever. That's it. Um, usually when I'm in town, I record the house on YouTube and I just send a link inside the text message with everything. Here's the, here's what I'm uh, want. Here's how much it costs. Here's what it come with. Here's with pets. Here's the link. If you want to get the link and here's another link, if you just want to look at pictures and they can go to my own, my website, look at pictures. But if you want me to come, you got to put me a deposit down for me to even schedule somebody to go show you that house. You got to pay for that. Okay. Hmm. Just that easy. Okay. And, and guess what? Somebody uh-huh. wanted. And, and I, I've seen people do lease options with those deals where they actually, she was paying, she paying two mortgages or paying two, pay, uh, she was paying uh, one mortgage and she was paying rent at an apartment complex. She moved out of her house and moved into an apartment complex. Off of Uri uh, Drive, Knight's apartment complex too. She'll, she'll pay a pretty penny. So that's wow. another thing, that, and that's why I think he tried to help me out and say I helped her out because now she only paying. He said smart move. <laughs> she only <laughs> wanted the she don't want to pay a house and mar- a rent and her mortgage. You see what I'm saying? That's a thousand dollars a month. Yes. Or more. Okay, got it. So I helped her out. I helped her out of problem, and, and that's why I'm saying it's a lot of people out here struggling. Most, most of the client, you, you got on a little bit late, but I explained to Mr. Douglas that most, you know, depend on the community, upper upper communities to the higher community, those people care about their credit and they care about what happens next. So if they got, they moved out of their house too soon and bought another house across the town and they paying two mortgages, they ready to get rid of this mortgage. They ready to get rid of this problem. It's a problem now. It's no longer... Investment because now they're paying more money for water, gas, electric in two different locations, keeping yards done, and worried about who's gonna break in the house and steal their stuff. You see what I'm saying? Okay, got it. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so peace of mind is everything. So it, and, and folks out there like that all the time, out, out everywhere. COVID 19, when people start losing their jobs and not being able to work like they used to, those folks fail on hard times and they want to save their credit when so when they get back on their feet and get a better job. And who, but if you get behind, you know how that is. If you don't pay one month, you don't pay two months. Now you're in a big old hole. And it's hard to get out of. So these people be ready to anxious to get rid of their properties. Okay. Got it. Yep. Okay. I Thank think you. I no problem. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Mm-hmm. No worries. But now nah, I just, I, I, I just want to uh, ask you to go on socialserve.com. Socialserve.com. That is a government assistant program or either section8.com and start looking up renters, people that's renting their landlords, that's renting their houses out. And that's a good spot to call and ask their landlord, do they want to buy more houses 
or do they want to sell the property? Are they interested in selling the property they have? Hmm. Okay. That's an easy way to get into real estate right there. Think about what I just said. If you go on socialserve.com mm -hmm. and you call a landlord and they say that I'm, I want out the game. I really, this is my last rent property. I really don't want no more, but since I got it all up and running, I really put a tenant in it. But if somebody offered me the right price for it, I sell it today. That's in one zip code. That same zip code, you call somebody else, a landlord, and say, hey, I'm looking for more. I want 10 more properties. I want 10 more properties in this area. Now, you just got the phone with this man and said, hey, or this woman that said, hey, this is my last property. I really don't want no more. The price is right. Boom. You just call somebody else, and they saying, hey, I want more in this area. I love this area. Boom. Your job now is to find out what the person that want more really want. Three bedroom, two baths, four bedroom, five baths, whatever. Upstairs, lower court, no basement, basement. Find out what the buyer want. They saying they want more. And as you call and marry, uh, you're going to merge these people together and you're going to make the money, your wholesale fee, by selling the property that this person said they don't want no more. They just doing it because they got it. And this person saying they do want you go out there find a deal for that person that wants it, and you make the middle piece. Okay. Does that sound easy? Sounds easy. It's just that easy. I promise you, it's just that easy. I promise you, it's just that easy. And to find that those people on the that want to sell is that the same thing? Same yeah. social service? Yes. Oh. You're calling landlords to gave you their name and their phone number and the address of the property they want, that they have. And you can look at pictures of their property. You can do all your homework right there online. Okay. Right there. Talk to them if they want to buy or either they don't want to buy or either they say, hey, don't worry about bothering me anymore. Then that's when you try and build a rapport and say, hey, look, can I call you later on? Just check back in with you and see if anything changed. Okay. So I'm going to give one more bit of information on this. And I'm be off that subject because there's a lot of good information. The other part, you were able to provide her with financial relief. Absolutely. Thank you, SL. I did. He doing homework and over there typing. Look at him, boy. <laughs> so um, the other part to that is, this is what most folks don't think about. And, um, and they actually dawned on me uh, the other day. Um, and, and Joe helped me to make this dome on me because he asked me the other day, why real estate? And, you know, I had to explain to him why, because he never asked that question really for, in front of everybody. And we were on a meetup call and we did it. And I explained and broke it down to him. However, um, everything have a life, everything have a lifespan. Everything have a lifespan. Everything have a lifespan, right? Mm -hmm. A community and a neighborhood have a lifespan. It's only so long that that community is going to do well. All the people that are buying the homes, that's one thing. But when people start renting the homes in the neighborhood and somebody start renting, somebody start renting, now the lifespan of that, 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 that neighborhood is going to go down because renters right. just don't take care of stuff like buyers do. It just okay. coming, coming, right? Mm -hmm. yep. The buyer's going to start moving out into a different neighborhood, trying to get away from all the renters and go buy another house in another community. And then also that community will become mostly renters with the older people that could not move because of whatever reason, or did not move because of whatever reason, 
dying off and then their kids or their family members inherit the house. And it's something about people that don't work for stuff that inherit stuff, don't take care of it like the person that usually worked for it and burnt and bought it. Mm-hmm. So when that happened, that community goes downhill and nobody wants to stay there no more because now you got a lot of people over there either renting and not owning or did not initially invest and buy the properties. So when those communities go down, after a while, somebody will be like, wait a minute, we need to reinvest in that area after about 30 or 40 years. So if you just hold on to a property in that area, about 30 or 40 years, your kids may be grown or somebody else may be grown in the next generation. That's when they can go in there and rehab and change that community again. And they could be on the front end. And then as the other houses start changing around that house, the equity build up that first house that started working on. Make sense? Okay. Yep, makes sense. So uh, in, in short, in short, real estate can be a short game if you start investing in neighborhoods that's up and coming first, or it can be a long game if you invest into a down neighborhood and you make you know, more than whatever you paid into it and make your money back and then you keep on making money each year and you hold that for a long time. So it can be a short term or long term. So it's just all in understanding the concept that houses, uh, real estate is going to go through a cycle. It's got a lifespan. Once the, the people change in ownership, that's when it's going to start going down. But once people start back owning properties over there and reinvesting for ownership, that's when they're going to go back up. And you just got to go with that ride, the roller coaster. Okay. All right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, look, this has been a nice call. I mean, I just wanted to have a real, honestly, I, I, I had something in front of me to talk about. I had some, I just pulled my phone out and I got plenty of notes to talk about. I have my other laptop over here on the side with my screens on the side, but I didn't want to be talking about all like this. So um, I just want to have a conversation. And I think um, Terry, I asked Terry what he's been doing with real estate. And he said he's been driving for dollars. And I know he's been doing it for quite a while. So we kind of got him a rant about driving for dollars. And I want him to go ahead and take the next step and either try and really skip trace and find these people or either ask the neighbors about the people. Um, I also broke down, just a recap, broke down, hey, look, if you're going to do driving dollars, do it in the middle to upper class neighborhood. That's the way that if you're doing some cold calling, it's worth your money. It's worth your time. You ain't got to worry about the house being tied up with too many different families. That's just opinion. That ain't no fact. That's just me throwing some information out there for food for thought. And then um, I and drive to- and don't jog. <laughs> drive and don't jog by. Okay, drive. I know, park. right? We don't want, we don't need okay. no Alabama, uh-huh. Alabama, Alabama uh-huh. when they shot the young man. Yeah, but we yeah. want to drive. Yeah, stay in the car. <laughs> yeah, they got they got all kind of reasons to shoot us and, and get away with it and, and say everything but the truth. But it's uh yeah, that's how I've been ever since. But hopefully, uh, hopefully, you know, the, the jury can see through this and uh give those folks what they rightfully deserve, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, you yeah, and drive for dollars is great. And then Sharon, I think I talked to you about hey, this is a good way to get started because we t- you asked about hey, how much money you need. Hey, I would say yeah. the most money you need is to upfront the investment for a deposit, and it's upfront it because you're paying a deposit in the end buyer, you're going to buy the house if you're wholesale. Um, and that way that that person's gonna pay you all your money back anyway. You just front the money, it's just an investment. Okay. 
So I hope that y'all gained something from this call. I hope the people on YouTube land love the call as well. And I hope the people mm -hmm. on the podcast love the call as well. So I appreciate y'all time and share. Save this dog on a link in your in your calendar. I don't know how to save it. I'm sorry, you the guru. I don't know how to do all that. Each time I'm saying, where is this link? Where is this link? Every single time. And the last times I couldn't figure it out. So I was pressing. I just gave up. I said, never mind. But uh, yeah, I'll um, try to. So you got two ways. You can pin it in your uh, in your phone, pin it so it won't move no more. It'll just stay right uh -huh. Is that there. a safety pin or a straight pin? Safety pin. Safety pin, uh-huh, yes. You can do that in uh -huh. your phone or you can uh, do the other thing. Wait a minute, hold on, straight pin. No, oh, that's straight pin. And on your phone, you can just match, <laughs> hold it, and it's like a little pin. Then the second thing you can do is just copy everything and put it on your calendar as repeating on Mondays for 9 o'clock our time. I have it on my calendar, so it always rings for my calendar. I got that, but when I go into it, it does, nothing comes up, so I'm not I'm not hitting the link or something to come on. Copy, copy it in your uh, your notes. Copy it in your message. Copy from your message, the message I just sent you. Okay. Just copy that. <laughs> Thanks for the free real estate education, uh, And then uh, just copy that, and then paste that inside of that uh, re reoccurring uh, meeting and in your notes section on your calendar. Okay. That's it. Just open up, do that, and then you know I walk you through it again. But that's pretty much all you need to do. Those two things: it's dependent in your messages to stay there, or you can do that. But it's always going to be the same one. Or you go back, and find my name, and then just click on it. But we we'll work okay. it out. But um, okay. thanks for getting on. Uh, appreciate everybody's time, and uh, we'll talk soon. Okay. Thank right. you so much. Good night. Mm -hmm. All right. Good night. Thank you. You're Thank you for sure. Mm -hmm.